The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. Tapping the mic, tapping the keg, everything's tapped. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and baking the fake news right out of sight. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. <laughs> and I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, El Kaiser and I discuss the major events of the week in tech and look ahead to the geek summer movie season, which kind of starts next week already. It's, I think it's already started. Yeah, yeah it's, it's rolling in any case. It is definitely. But first, some news. 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 I, what did I watch this weekend? I wanted to talk to you about something. I went on a binge, but I can't remember what I binged on. You'll remember halfway through the news. Yeah, I need old, some ginkgo biloba. That's what like, I need. Divert. There may be like a ginger shot, you know, you I get those things definitely. in the deli and yeah. spicy ginger with a little honey and lemon in yeah, there. Yeah, will that help my memory? Um, It'll clear your sinuses. Uh, <laughs> and maybe that, and by that, you know, more air to your brain. Kind you want to hear something frightening? What? I spoke to some journalism students today. What did you tell the journalism students? I didn't students? scare them. I didn't scare them. It's like kids go for the Cool Ranch Doritos in the <laughs> machine for dinner. I actually told them something that I truly believe. I don't know if folks know that you and I work for a major metropolitan newspaper that will shall remain nameless. Yes. But I'm really confident about journalism. I'm, I'm, I may be in the minority, but I think this is the best time to be a journalist. You're not going to be able to pay your rent. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But there's no lack of a story out there's there. There's no lack of a story and a no lack of outlets for your stories. So many forms, visual, Snapchat, Discover, Instagram, yeah. you know, Facebook. And my, my advice to them, or my, my point to them, which I think really kind of like freaked them out a little bit. Learn how to swing a waiter stretch. Yeah, yeah, basically, definitely learn how. But they're the ones, the millennials, the youngins. They're the ones that are going to decide how this thing plays out. Yeah. Whenever they decide... How they're going to consume their news on whatever platform where that makes us money, they hold the power. And it's not just millennials. They like no, fake news. Right. But when it comes time to make money in news, when the current generation exactly. ages out, exactly. it's like, who's going to make the news for free That's that you right. want to read for free? Hello. Something got to give. Yes, indeed. Anyway, I didn't scare them. I actually, I'm, I'm very positive about hope. the future. Yes, I am. Well, well, speaking of news, news. and fake news fake and news. all of that stuff, if we can have a community encyclopedia, why not a community fact-checking machine to mow down the aforementioned fake news? Okay. Jimmy Wales, the founder of Wikipedia, announced a new independent site this week called Wiki Tribune that aims to combine professional journalism with volunteer fact-checking to debunk fraudulent stories online. Debunking. Debunking, yes. Wiki Tribune has a crowdfunding page up and wants to hire 10 journalists to write global news stories, uh, which will be vetted and researched by volunteers to help, quote, make sure the language is factual and neutral and will, to the maximum extent possible, be transparent about the source of the news. So they're not paying copy editors either. No, no. I think the spell check software is going to get the work out here. But uh, they want to post full transcripts, video, and audio of the interviews so they can see that maybe people didn't cherry pick the, the parts out and Fully skew the, the way of the sound. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's, it's kind of a, um, a very daring uh, idea here. Uh, Mr. Wales told The Guardian of London that Wiki Tribune will cover general issues such as American and British politics, along with science and technology, and will be, quote, news by the people for the people, end quote. 
copping a little link in there. There you go. Uh, Whale said this will be the first time that professional journalists and citizen journalists will work side by side as equals, writing stories as they happen, editing them live as they develop, and at all times backed by a community fact-checking and rechecking all the facts. Hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about this. It's a little, well, it's a little Tom Sawyer, too. Yeah, you know, like, Let's get bit. help whitewashing the fence. Uh, we've used that analogy before. but. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who just sit and love to correct other people online. So true. maybe they don't mind doing that for free if they get to, you know, tell someone they're wrong. I'm going to do sports. You're going to do the I'll sports? I'll do sports, yeah. All right. So, so they'll be all... Send me, all to, send me to all these free games mm-hmm. and I'm good. And you'll write them up. I'll write them up. Well, uh, I will send you the link to a Wiki Tribune that'll be nice. on our uh, show page later. Nice. Now, uh, Mr. Whale said the motivation for the new site was inspired by the alternative facts incident a few months back here in American politics. And he hopes to have the site up and running before that UK snap election on June 8th. Now, uh, Google is going after fake news in its own way. In a post on the company's blog, Google's vice president of engineering said the Big G is adjusting its search algorithms to keep deceptive stories from rising high enough in the rankings to be noticed and therefore shared. Decepticons, did you say? Uh, Deceptive stories, but maybe some Decepticons, too. You scared me. Well, the Decepticons will find a way around yeah, it, I'm sure. But uh, Google is is using uh, all kinds of, you know, using their software magic right. and probably a little human uh, ingenuity here. There and they're going to see stuff that's maybe not from trusted sources. They're going to they want to stop people from gaming the rankings. I think they are also going to go in and you know how sometimes you type in the search section says yeah, something yeah, yeah. completely obnoxious. The yes. suggestion, yeah, uh, they're going to let people report that if uh, you know racist or coded language comes up. Uh, I just hate so when that, that happens. It yeah. so throws me off my game. Yes, so so they're uh, taking a look at this and uh, they just want to make sure that high quality content from trusted sources ranks higher than stories from misleading fake news sites. So that's the the bottom line here. Yo, Alphabet, we're trusted. Yeah. This is PTJ. Let us hope so anyway. That's right. (laughs) Uber has not had a good year, uh, one would say, uh, with many people getting angry at the company's perceived behavior uh, earlier uh, during the government's uh, first attempt at travel restrictions. And they've had other missteps. I believe they've had some staff turnover and some allegations of misogyny and whatnot. But anger at Uber does not seem to be anything new. As reported in the New York Times last weekend, Apple CEO Tim Cook threatened to boot the company's app from the App Store in 2015 when Apple discovered Uber was, as they said, secretly identifying iPhones even after users had deleted the app from their devices. Wow. Uber uh, denied it was using its app to track individual riders' locations, saying the feature was used for fraud detection. And they said, no, no, we were, you know, you're misrepresenting what we're doing. Apple's like, no, no. Alternative Uh, fact. Yes. (laughs) Yes. uh, Speaking of. Yes. uh, The move was a violation of Apple's privacy rules, though, and Cook told Uber CEO Travis Kalanick to uh, stop it or face getting evicted from the App Store. That would be a game changer for them. Yeah, because you think of all those iPhone, everyone on their iPhone calling Uber all the time. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, so that was that. Uh, the Uber story, which was written by Mike Isaac uh, there at the Times, had at least one other tidbit buzzing around the tech world. It was revealed the Unroll.me site, which offers a free service for unsubscribing from mailing lists, was paying for itself by actually selling users' email-related data to advertisers. Perhaps they got on more mailing lists that way. You know the wow. irony? Wow. So Uber also reportedly purchased user data sold by Unroll.me. As the Times story explains, Uber devoted teams to so-called competitive intelligence, purchasing data from an analytics service called Slice Intelligence using an email digest service it owns named Unroll.me, the yep. aforementioned Unroll.me. Slice collected its customers' emailed Lyft receipts from their inboxes and sold the anonymized data to Uber. 
Uber said the data was sort of a proxy for the health of Lyft's business. They're in deep competition with Lyft because the ride-sharing services are going at it. Yeah. Lyft, too, operates competitive intelligence, so it's not like one side was ganging up on the other. Exactly. But uh, for now, Unroll.me CEO and co-founder put up kind of this vague apology on the Mm -hmm. blog that really wasn't you know, deep renting of garments, but like, well, you should have read our terms of service a little closer, and this is what we did with your data. Maybe it's our fault you didn't read close enough, you know, that kind of thing. That's how it read to me anyway. You know, I'm really starting to dislike the internet. Really. It, it, it really gets into business it. a lot. It really does. Um, do you use HipChat? No. All right. Uh, should I? Well, they had a little security incident. I'm not hip enough for <laughs> HipChat, but <laughs> yeah. anyone out there who uses the HipChat service probably got a password reset notice this weekend. That's because the company had a security incident and was taking precautionary measures. A post on their blog explains, This weekend, our security intelligence team detected a security incident affecting a server in the HipChat cloud web tier. As a precaution, we have invalidated passwords on all HipChat-connected user accounts and sent those users instructions on how to reset their password. If you are a user of HipChat.com and did not receive an email from our security team with these instructions, we have found no evidence that you are affected by this incident. That's very uncool. And yeah, either that or it's in your spam folder. Yeah. <laughs> or unroll.me and unsubscribe you from it or something. I don't know. But I suspect uh, I'm not hip enough to use that service. Yeah, I'm myself. not. But I'm just sure we have some listeners out of there course, who are hip. hip to the HipChat. We have the, we have the coolest listeners around. That's true. Now, it won't just be the United Kingdom voting on June 8th, you know, in their uh, election there. Um, How united are they? I did. One, one might uh, ask, one that might ask that question. I think there right? are some parts that are less united yes. than others, yes. especially if you go up north. Yes. Yahoo shareholders will also cast their votes on the matter of settling the deal with the Internet part of the business, uh, selling that to Verizon for $4.48 billion. I guess they have to vote on this, even though the, the deal has been set up. Wait, I thought Oath. Was it Was it Oath? What was the It'll name? It'll be Oath eventually, but Oath. right now it's still uh, Yahoo selling itself to Verizon. If the deal goes through, it's expected that Yahoo CEO Marissa Mayer will be hitting the road, but cry not. She could be taking $186 million with her when she goes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yahoo stock, you know, all the stock options. $186 million? I think that's more than a golden parachute. I think that's maybe the platinum parachute. Oh, that's the platinum parachute with diamond trim. Yeah, and and then she also was compensated. I guess she ran the thing for five years and and made a lot of splash with the big hires and some moves to kind of— make digital magazines and they were trying to do some good things. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. none of it was related to their security uh, on oh, the site. No. And I think that that ultimately uh, played into things. But, I think uh, we got into the wrong line of work. Yeah, we should have been CEOs. Yes, of, of something. You know, ancient web companies. Yes, but. yes. But speaking of old web companies, yes. uh, well, not that old, I guess it's 2005. That's um, old in internet parlance. That's Come true. On. Uh, YouTube. YouTube has changed its content filter after complaints that the video sharing site uh, was blocking LGBT-themed clips. I guess they rolled out this update last month to its restricted mode content filter. And right after that happened, uh, it began blocking LGBT-themed content. And a lot of people got very upset, said YouTube was being homophobic. A lot of this was... Just gay creators and mm-hmm. people who were doing stuff. It wasn't like porn or anything or anything explicit, but just the fact that it was tagged with, uh, I guess, queer tags or something. What was their excuse? Well, they, they did have one. YouTube said it had fixed an error and made uh, more than 12 million unintentionally filtered videos available again. They explained this in a blog post where YouTube stated, We want to clarify that restricted mode should not filter out content belonging to individuals or groups based on certain attributes like gender, gender identity, political viewpoints, race, religion, or sexual orientation, end quote. 
I guess they just maybe had some kind of— It was an oopsie? Yeah, something in the algorithm uh, maybe went a little too far, but they say they fixed that. Now, uh, do you have a drone from the DJI company? (laughs) I think you know the answer to that. Well, I know you hated the cloud, and then you got into the cloud. Actually, you know what? I kind of got attracted to the drone, like the whole idea of flying a drone is kind of You know, it's kind of—especially because, you know, people game with them. You got those headsets. You can do the, you know, the— but uh, anyway, uh, well, if if you ever got one. DJI is a big company, too. Yeah, I think they pretty much own the drone yeah, market. Absolutely. Um, but if you have a drone and it happens to be from DJI and you've maybe dreamed of controlling its flight with your head, um, you can mark that wish <gasps> off your list. God. <laughs> Last week, DJI officially announced Goggles, its $500 first-person viewer or FPV headset, that it plans to start shipping in May, I guess May 20th. In addition to video broadcasting, the goggles include a feature called head tracking that lets the drone pilot control the drone while it flies around by moving the head. You know, sort of basically turns your head into a joystick. Nice. <laughs> joystick head. Yeah, you know, so I'm going to turn nice. my head here, make my drone go there. Oh, wait, I got an itch. Yeah. Uh, you just crashed. If you sneeze, you know, yeah, I don't know what it. happens you're, there. You're but, uh, but that's coming May 20th for uh, drone owners. Also flying, NASA's Cassini probe is wrapping up its Saturn mission and has started its final set of 22 orbits around the, uh, what is it, the sixth planet from the sun? Uh, for yeah, the let's, go, let's go with that one. Yeah, a spacecraft uh, did its final flyby of Saturn's moon Titan last week. The flyby also put Cassini on track for its grand finale in which Titan's gravity bent the probe's path and reshaped its orbit just a bit so that starting on April 26, instead of passing outside Saturn's main rings, Cassini will begin a series of 22 dives between the rings. Oh, snap! It's like a slalom, you know? Yeah! So uh, that's uh, the beginning of the grand finale. The mission is scheduled to wrap up on September 15th when Cassini takes, uh, I guess it's basically a suicide plunge, um, but a science-rich suicide plunge and does a face plant into Saturn's atmosphere and beyond. Yeah, it's very dramatic. Sending data all the way, but it's it's like they did with the Rosetta, you know, that and I guess they, they, they get a ton of data when they just crash these things into the objects they've been observing. Absolutely. You realize that I can't get out of my head joystick head now and I'm like, you know, I know you like if you do this like whirly twirl move mm-hmm. and you know. Yeah, and you're pretending you there's know, a Pac-Man again. Yeah, I can't help it now. Yeah. Sorry. I'm done. I'm done for the rest I'm, of I'm the sorry. show, by I'm the way. I'm sorry I did that to you. Yeah. Let's talk about Microsoft. That always brings us down. That always, to Earth. yeah, that fires me up a little yes. bit. Yes. Now, Microsoft has been working very hard to make sure last year's acquisition of the LinkedIn professional networking site pay mm-hmm. off. Wait, 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 wait. Have they cured cancer yet? They have not yet. Okay. They're still working Fair on enough. that. I got to ask. But they've, they're busting their buttons this week because they reached half a billion users in 200 countries for LinkedIn, for LinkedIn? memberships. Yes. Oh, wow. they, they got a blog post announcing that they're very happy about this. Um, I don't know if this is half a billion active users or half a billion people who signed up at one time and then wandered away. And maybe yeah, it's, you, you, you know, know 50, come on. I, you know that's the case. Yeah, it's a, I've noticed, though, they've been uh, the emails and the sort of little enticing things to get you to go post a uh, you know, blog yeah. on there, yeah, yeah, update your profile. They are a little more insistent. Yeah, it, it's it was very aggressive for a while, and I don't know if that was right before Microsoft took over or or when that happened, but it, it softened a little bit. So you kind of like maybe want to pay attention. It sends you a list of jobs and yeah. things in your field. Is, so is uh, Google Plus still a thing? It's still out there. I don't it, know who's using it. I don't um, know either. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I have think accounts it's got, all over the place, but I don't think I've been on there for months. It's got a dedicated following. I think photographers yes, like it you and have techies, that, yeah. and it's also if you I mean, can't deal with Facebook. You, technically, we're kind of techies, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, and I look at it every once in a while, but I haven't posted anything in a while. You are obviously more techie than I am. I don't know. I, th- I think we each have I'm our strengths. I'm more geeky though. I think you're techie and I'm geeky. Ooh, 
That's the name it's of a, our sort of like, uh, reality show. Like Donnie and Marie, right? Yeah. You're, like, you're a little bit techie. I'm a little bit uh, geeky. Yeah. Well. Nobody knows what, who Donnie and Marie is. Yeah. But they had quite a run there. They yeah. did. They did. I guess they, they noted that the LinkedIn community represents more than 10 million active jobs for people who are looking or maybe looking uh, with access to more than 9 million companies. So they've been also playing up the uh, recruiting, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's a good idea. So uh, always good uh, in these, these modern times. I'm Marie, though. You, you want to be Marie? I always, always. My whole life I have. All right. I have so. a thing for Marie Osmond. I'm sorry. All right. I'm not going to make any wardrobe jokes Okay. Here. No, no problem. Yeah, all right. But uh, also uh, on the Microsoft uh, topic, uh, yes. user outrage at Microsoft and the way it both updated its uh, many users to Windows 10 in the first place and then updated Windows 10 without a lot of customer control made many people feel like their PCs were being invaded. Um, I think we had talked about that at some point. But this week, antivirus software from Webroot accidentally identified certain Windows 10 system files themselves as dangerous and quarantined them, leading to all kinds of shutdowns and unexpected behavior for some of the 30 million people using Webroot's antivirus software. Wow. Webroot did not issue an immediate comment to the press, uh, but noted on a support forum that uh, one of its newly updated detection rules, quote, identified false positives for critical Windows operating system files on Monday afternoon, resulting in those files being quarantined and therefore inaccessible to to Windows and its operation. Do you get the sense that there were people running around Webroot's offices, like, screaming obscenities? Yeah, like just on up, one. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think it was pretty, pretty serious. Yeah. Uh, the update was yanked back after 13 minutes. So they did, I think, once the reports came in, uh, they did react very quickly. <laughs> As reported by NBC News and others, the devastating system glitch uh, first became apparent when customers complained that Webroot was mistakenly flagging Facebook.com as a dangerous identity phishing site. <laughs> Some people would probably well, not. Uh, yeah, argue, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah. they, yeah, they, they were fixing that. The rest, and I, and I assume once that started happening, the support forums just completely melted down oh, too. I don't doubt especially it. if major Windows installations everywhere just crashed and burned. Sometimes, I regret that we insist that this is a clean tag shell mm-hmm. because this would be a perfect opportunity. Yes, to perhaps recreate some yes, of that scene. Yes, absolutely, because yes. that's just hilarious. It'd be something like straight out of Airplane. Yeah, hopefully everything is back on track hopefully, there. Hopefully, And finally. And finally. We here at PopTech Jam note the passing of another pioneer of the 20th century computing world. Engineer Harry Husky has died at the age of 101. Tell him what he did. Uh, Dr. Husky was a member of the team that built the electronic numerical integrator and computer known by its club name ENIAC at the University of Pennsylvania in the 1940s. He also helped complete the automatic computing engine, a computer designed by one Alan Turing. Mr. Husky, excuse me, Dr. Husky, taught at the University of California, Berkeley, and was one of the founders of the computer science faculty at UC Santa Cruz. So uh, we send our respects to his family, another one of the pioneers who got us where we were today. Pouring one out. We are sad to hear that, but he did have a uh, very long life and he had a good the run. world of computers immeasurably. Good run. Yes, so uh, we will have uh, links to his story and everything else that we talked about on the news segment here today at poptechjam.com. Out next, it's time for our annual look at the Summer Geek Movies. Let's all go to the movies. Let's all, is that the song? No, that's I believe not, that's, that's, I think that's the song you always sing. Yeah. yeah.
You get a little spring in your step. Well, uh, as you mentioned, summer movie season keeps on getting earlier and earlier. I did not realize it because I think I had had it in the in the back of my mind. Guardians of the Galaxy. Remember when it came yeah. out a few years ago? It was in August. Kind of dumped in the end of the summer. Became it's, a huge hit. You know, people are going to be listening to this in May. Yeah, it's already May. Yes, it's the yes the the first four months of the, of the year have whipped by already. Yeah. But Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is due out on May 5th. They have moved this up to the kind of kickoff of the season, the tent pole, let's get your summer started, yeah, even though it's not quite Memorial Day. Yeah, they're not burying it in uh, late August like they did the first No, they're movie. not. And the, the PR is everywhere. Uh, I believe the two of us were in the New York City subway system and yep. we're discussing how they are plastering the yeah. Times Square shuttle train with Guardians of the Galaxy vinyl yep. stickers. Expectations are high. Yes. Uh, the trailers look uh, moderately intriguing if one is a fan of the first movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, although Baby Groot, come on, that is the cutest thing ever. Yeah, and, and we'll see how Vin Diesel does uh, voicing <laughs> the Baby Groot. So uh, I guess this is technically, what, the 15th film in the Marvel oh, Cinematic God, Universe? I, yeah, I've lost track. Uh, it's directed by the guy who did the first one, though, James Gunn. And uh, he's uh, writing and directing it. He did very good with the first one. He I did? believe this is the uh, second one in a trilogy. They planned a trilogy here. It's a trilogy. I didn't know that. Yeah. And they are exploring, because they hinted at this at the end of the first one, Peter Quill's origins uh, as a uh, Star-Lord. There you go, Star-Lord. I think this one is probably going to get a few people going to it, because everyone will have seen uh, The Fate of the Furious a few times. And I don't, be underst- ready for, I don't understand the attraction oh, the, of those the movies. Explodey car movies? I don't understand it. I, I think it's an adrenaline, uh, I, I if you like that genre. I, I honestly don't mean this as disrespectful as it's going to sound, but I can feel my IQ falling as I watch those movies. They're like... Oh, yeah, it's all about the, the action and the oh, need for speed. Wow. It, it makes me think of watching Demolition Derby on TV. Oh, when yeah, I was, Except absolutely. with a little bit higher budget. Yeah, you know, <laughs> when I was 12, that was okay, but... Yeah. Oof, all right. I just yes. insulted several of our... All yes, right, but, but, well, they'll probably get the movies. So. Yeah, probably. There you go. But the weekend after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 opens, King Arthur, The Legend of the Sword, I think is still slotted for May 12th. This is uh, the director, Guy Ritchie, a uh, yeah. Madonna ex, um, <laughs> who is in charge of the King Arthur <laughs> hey, tale. He did Lock, Stock, and Barrel. That's Come true. on, that was a good movie. Yes, he did. And uh, He did the Sherlock Holmes movies. And he, he did uh, Snatch, too. He did Snatch, his, yes. which was a good film, too. Anyway, he's doing his uh, take on King Arthur, and the young Arthur is played by Charlie Poonam, I yeah, think. Yeah, uh, from uh, Sons, of, Sons, of, Sons Anarchy. of Anarchy, yes. He's yeah. a British fellow, I guess, who'd been playing this motorcycle guy all Is he along. a British dude? Yeah, I believe he's British, because uh, I think saw him guy. in, like, Masterpiece Theater doing something. Like, but seriously handsome dude. But uh, anyway, so it's, uh, you know, King Arthur, the legend of the sword. We know the sword is Excalibur. Exactly. I don't know if this will be as violent and memorable as the Excalibur movie of the 80s, a John Borman one with that Helen Mirren. Such a great movie. Uh, which made a lot of fans of our generation. Oh, yeah. So I believe Jude Law is in uh, this version of it. I think there was going to be some dark magic in it as dark well. Dark magic? Um, is there a holy grail involved? When you get to King Arthur, eventually there's some there's kind of grail thing happening yeah, there. Exactly. If it's not in the first one, they, they find it eventually. Coconuts for horse? Yeah, I, I don't no? know. No? And then the, okay. the, the killer rabbit. Uh, killer rabbit. Oh, please. But yeah, no we'll, we'll, we'll see. This. Uh, th- this one might be a tad more serious. I got you. I got so, you. So, uh, but for people who like the, you know, the whole T.H. White knights and roundtable and all that. I uh, bet you there's at least one explosion. It's yeah. 2017. Every movie has to have an explosion. Now. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if gunpowder matter. made it to England, then something right. will explode. Something will explode. Yes. So, and I believe that's a Mother's Day weekend too. So maybe oh, so take great. your mom. Yes. <laughs> um, 
Now, May 19th, moving <laughs> yes. on through the month, uh, Alien Covenant, because uh, this is another entry in the Alien franchise. Is Sigourney in this? Uh, I don't think she is. I think Ridley Scott is directing it, though. Michael Fassbender, though, Catherine Waterston, who played the the witch cop in uh, Fantastic Beasts. Right. She's in there. If Sigourney's not in it, it's not an alien Yeah, Danny McBride's in it, so if you uh, like him or not. Um, seriously? Yeah. Billy Crudup, however you pronounce Billy Crudup, his name, yeah. Yes. He was in uh, The Watchmen. So uh, they're, they're, they got some names in the cast here, and it's uh, the usual uh, deep space horror monsters thing. There you so. go. For me, the second one was really second one was the best one in the series. Oh, by far, Edgy no question. the entire time. Absolutely. The one with Winona Ryder, I was like, eh. yeah. I didn't even I didn't even sit through half of that. Now, this one isn't technically a geek movie, but it might have some pop culture nostalgia. Okay. Uh, May 25th, Baywatch. Baywatch. Hasselhoff is in it. They have given Hassel- him a cameo. Hasselhoff. Pamela Anderson, I think, is also making an appearance. Well, um, you can't make a Baywatch movie without her. But Dwayne Johnson and Zac Efron are, are in it, and I think it's most Baywatch movies and TV shows basically have the same plot. A bay, you see, watch it, there's swimsuits and lifeguards. But and, see, this is the mistake they're making with this movie. I have a sneaking suspicion they're playing this for comedy. Really? Baywatch was not a comedy. It was a serious lifeguard show, wasn't it? It was a serious lifeguard. They solved cases. Mm -hmm. Go back and check it out, people. So do you think they're doing the sort of camp factor like they did with the Chips reboot Yeah, exactly. Exactly, which nobody watched. Yeah, I think it's on uh, cable now. Yeah, I'm surprised it actually – did it actually get released in theaters? I saw clips for it, but I don't know where it played or for how long. Yeah, gosh. I know Kristen Bell's husband was in Dax Shepard. uh, I think was playing the, 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 um, the John part. Yeah, he was in Punch. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah, punch. I don't think you can pull off punch. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. But moving on, uh, May 26th, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Why are they making another one of these movies? Is, I think it's number five, maybe I've five lost or track. six. Is, I'm, for a movie that is based on a theme park ride, yeah, it's got they, a lot of life. They kind of squeezed enough out of this uh, tell. Yeah, and, and they were showing the trailer constantly uh, during the uh, Rogue One theatrical run, because I know I saw it at least yeah. a couple times there, Saturday along night, with Planet yeah. of the Apes, which yep. is another summer yep. one. But you know what? I will say this. I love the fact that Johnny Depp goes around when he travels with the pirate, what is it, Jack Sparrow? No, oh, he, he goes in full costume. And- he go, he carries it with him just in case he he you know gets asked to do a, an appearance, and he goes to like children's hospitals and stuff in character. I like that. All right, so I like he, that. He gives back. He does. Now, June 2nd, this is one that I have been watching for a while. Just curious. Wonder Woman is coming out. They've been trying to get a Wonder Woman movie made for years. People have attached to the project, dropped out. Joss Whedon was going to do it at one point. It has been a long time coming. It is so overdue. It's not even funny. Yeah. And I guess they're doing the origin story here. Unlike the TV series of the 70s with Linda Carter, which was set in the World War II era, 1940s, this one is going back to World War I, the First World War. Chris Pine is playing the U.S. pilot who crash lands on the, the Paradise mm-hmm. Island there. And so she finds him. And I think Chris Pine is basically taking all of the Harrison Ford parts. Oh, yeah. Abs- yeah, absolutely. Didn't they move the Wonder Woman one up to the 70s at one point? Didn't yeah, they do maybe- that? Like they unexplained all of yeah, a sudden yeah, it was yeah, in the they, 70s? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it had a very psychotic run yeah. in the 70s. And Linda Carter was like, wait, I'm in the 40s. No, I'm in the modern era. Now, you know, Linda Carter is lovely to look at. But I realized after watching Supergirl, she is a real bad actress. I mean, just really. I think the scripts may have been a little. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah she, wow. 
But um, but yeah, she. Uh, but they, I am looking forward to Wonder Woman. Yeah, no, uh, Gal Gadot. I think had yep. a lot of credit. She was like the best thing in that DC, the Batman Superman she was thing the last only year. Thing worth watching. And remember, they they like crapped all over her because they would. They, she's too thin. She's too that. Blah, yeah, blah, but blah. she bulked up and she. She looks great. It's she's perfectly cast. Yeah. Perfectly cast for that movie. And even in the trailer, you see because I know a lot of the DC cinematic movies have been complained they're too dark and grainy, and you can't see anything. And you see some of that in the modern era, like when she gets off the island. Yeah. But the shots in the island when it's just the Amazons running yep. around, completely gorgeous yeah. uh, cinematography Absolutely. there. Absolutely, I'm looking for this. This is really legitimately one of the first new DC movies that I'm looking for. Yes, to. and it's uh, directed by Patty Jenkins, who did Monsters, so, and Robin Wright's in it, the uh, yeah. evil wife, House Cards. There you go. So, uh, something to look forward to, that, that is the first weekend in June. June 9th, uh, too bad our old pal Laura Holson is not here, although she may have something to say about it, because The Mummy is coming out. This is a, another version of The Mummy, not the, Brandon Fraser. No, Brandon Fraser. No, Brandon Fraser. Tom Cruise starts as a special forces soldier sent to the Iraqi desert to pursue terrorists, and instead he finds The Mummy. So I get, they're they're mixing modern political drama, <sighs> yeah, okay. with the mummy. All right, here we go. I don't know if that fleet of scarab beetles who oh, did such that, fine work yeah, in the, the 1999 yes, one, uh, they if they'll really be did. back if they've been hired again. <laughs> but yeah, this is the old, you know, the ancient princess who got buried alive and yeah, yeah, yeah. get a revenge. Um, so uh, and it's it's going to be uh, the horror. You know, they're, they're playing the horror angle of this. Really. Um, Russell Crowe, I think, is in this, and Courtney B. Vance, uh, but it's a Tom Cruise uh, picture here. There you go. So that's June 9th. Transformers, The Last Night, not to be confused with the King Arthur uh, movie. The Transformers movie is June 23rd, The Hidden History of the Machines on Planet Earth. I got to tell you, I'm a fan of the Transformers, mm -hmm. but the movies are just so bad. Well, it's Michael Bay movie, so it's not really going to be that. It's like, you know, the most offensive part of it is like every scene has a commercial in it. Every gotta, scene, gotta there's product merch. placement. Awful, awful yes. movies. Yeah, uh, Mark Wahlberg uh, yeah, is in this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's been. Stanley Tucci, the Stanley fresh Tucci, off his yeah. Hunger, Hunger Games thing. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, what's he doing in this mess? Yeah, I guess he maybe he found a part he wanted to play. <sighs> paycheck, paycheck. Yeah, you know, just... Thinking, I mean, uh, Westworld in White Lamb Scream, Clarice. You know. Yeah, there you go. So, so that's 23rd, July 7th. Yeah. July 4th, I think, is on a Tuesday this year. So later in the week, Spider Man Homecoming. I have lost track of the number of Spider Man mm, yeah. movies and guys playing Spider Man. The since reboots. They keep rebooting the thing constantly. Like, yeah. And I guess, was Tobey Maguire the first Toby one in the Ma modern era? Yeah, I think he was. Then was that British kid? Yeah, the Garfield kid, yeah. and now there's another one. Uh, Tom Holland is playing him now. I think making him the you know, the sort of the younger, uh, yeah, still in the high school student. Difference is they're under the Marvel. Yeah, so this is because Spider-Man was owned by Sony for is, a while, right? Uh, owned by Sony, right. Yes, and uh, this is the one I believe Tony Stark is in this uh, yes, version. So there's some Robert Downey Jr. Uh, yeah. scenes for those uh, who are fans of him. Marissa Tomei and Michael Keaton are also in it. Michael Keaton? Yeah. Yeah, the, the Batman from the Tim Burton Batman. Actually, I, I, I say that, but I know he's playing the bad guy. Okay, so, so, so you, uh, you're Michael hip Keaton, to this one. Michael Keaton in another superhero movie is okay with me. Yes, uh, and and this is the and I guess this young guy who's playing Spider Man is the one who was in the Captain America Civil War yes. thing. So he's yep. uh, continuing that. But again, I'm Spider fatigue for me. Yeah, um, no, I'm going to watch this one. I'm going to yeah, watch well, this I mean, one. Plus, you know, Spider Man, he's in your hometown. Yeah, you know, exactly. He's a Queens guy. You know, they always do pretty good CGI. Yeah, they do. I think Roosevelt Island always gets it at some point. But, but I think the thing is tying it into the universe 
is it doesn't make it an outlier. That's what really frustrates me about the X-Men movies mm -hmm. because they kind of, you know, have lost steam. I would have loved to see Logan in the universe. But then again, all the movies are so cookie cutter now that I'm afraid that this one looks okay, but it's going to yeah. fall in line with that same mass production vibe. Yeah, see if it just, you know, gets its... Uh Notches in there. Yeah. So, okay, so Spider-Man, July 14th, Bastille Day. Bastille Day. It is not a movie about the French. It's War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, really? Another yeah, so now we the saw Apes the trailer movies. for this one, too, because that was also in the Rogue One cinematic run. Do you know the weird thing is I have not seen any of the new Planet of the Apes movies, but they look amazing. The CGI is great, and I think, yeah. doesn't Andy Circus? Andy Circus. Uh, yes. he like the guy he's the, for any he's time the guy, you want yeah. a CGI character? He's playing Caesar. Uh, I guess Caesar is mad for whatever happened in the last one, which I didn't see, but right. he's on a tour of vengeance, and uh, he's uh, going up against Woody Harrelson, who's playing the colonel here. Yeah. I guess they're going to, you know, have this climactic battle, and maybe that'll depend on uh, what happens in the next Planet of the Apes movie. There you go, because you know there will be. Yeah, so, so all the apes are uh, are lining up here, I guess, as this kind of final battle. Uh, well, the title, War for the Planet War of the Apes. There you go. It's yeah. it's all in the name. Yeah, it's, it's not pizza and beer on the Planet of the Apes. It's <laughs> no. War for the Planet of the Apes. It's, it's not chicken and porn. It's, yes. it's War for the Planet of the Apes. So there, there's your war. There you go. And July 21st, this is also more in pop culture historical thing, not necessarily a sci-fi movie, uh -huh. uh, but it looked gorgeous and had to include it. And Christopher Nolan directed it, so therefore— Oh, of course. Dunkirk. Dunkirk, yes. Yes, uh, for those who are uh, World War II history buffs or want to know more about it or the were trailer. unaware. Yeah, the trailer is gorgeous. Oh, and man. yeah. For anyone who has read about that period of history and this miraculous rescue of the British armed forces mm. from the banks of France and getting them yep. back to England before the Nazis could come down. Hope Spoiler, sorry. Um, read your history. Spoiler alert. But uh, yeah, this is uh, the Allied forces uh, trapped on the beach in France and it is a dramatic recreation of how they of that event managed to live uh, to fight another day. There you go. Oops, I spoiled again. Spoiler alert. People, you probably read this in school, yeah, but anyway, uh, Tom Hardy's in it. Bane uh, yeah, is, is in there. Um, Killian Murphy, Harry Styles, Mark Rylance, who can do no hey, wrong. Killian Murphy is in every Christopher Nolan movie. That's true. And uh, Kenneth Branagh is uh, oh, also really? in it. So. Nice. So uh, history, I think this will be one for the history fans who maybe need to get away from superheroes for a while, but it's got Christopher Nolan, so you know the set pieces are going to be majestic. The trailer, also during the Rogue One cinematic thing, looked great. Yes, indeed. Remember when Kenneth Branagh was like the, is it Branagh or Branagh? I don't know how to pronounce his name. I always thought Branagh, he was married to Emma Thompson. Yeah. Once. I remember when they did. Uh, remember when he was considered like the greatest actor on the planet? Oh, he did that Henry V. Yeah. I like, you know, the St. Crispin Day speech. But then he directed and, Thor. I yeah. was like, What? Maybe he's, you know, he's stretching. He's stretching, yeah. Paycheck. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, he's, uh, how would we pronounce his last name? Well, then he, he went on and did Wallander for a while. Yeah, for, he did. Uh, yes. So. That was a good TV show, though. A versatile fellow, then, Yes, man. he is. Anthony Hopkins was in Thor, just in case. Just bringing it back full circle. You know. Full circle. You know, you see these guys popping there up. There you go. July 28th, uh, Atomic Blonde, which is Charlize Theron, who we liked as... Uh, Furiosa. Yes, in the Mad Max from last year. She's yes, uh, playing an undercover MI6 agent sent to Berlin during the Cold War. Let's find out what's going on over there. Um, She's and, kicking booty and taking names, yeah, I, this and is, at least this, in the trailer. Yes, this is your classic spy movie. Perhaps, dare we say, it, spy versus spy. Oh. And you get all of the, you know, general chaos and, and fights and ambushes and things. Uh, I think it's a little 
bloody. Bill Sarsgaard is in it. Uh, right. He was, uh, what, True, True Blood? Um, I think so, yes. James McAvoy, always popping up in the summertime. John Goodman's in it. Uh, Toby Jones, he was in the Captain America movies, right? I the, believe he was, German yeah. Guy. yeah. Some good cast there, Atomic Blonde. But that, that may draw some divided loyalties because also July 28th, the Emoji movie. <laughs> I did not know they were making a movie about emoji. Neither did I. Until I was looking at the schedule, and I think it's a Sony Pictures thing. It's an animated film. So, um, and it, it takes place in Textopolis. Oh. Uh, inside a smartphone that all the emoji live in. I guess it's kind of like their city. Um, and uh, in, in this Textopolis, there's an emoji named Gene, who is played by T.J. Miller, who I think is that guy on Silicon, Silicon Valley. Silicon yeah. yeah. He was in Deadpool, too. Yes, uh, he's ashamed that he has multiple facial expressions while his colleagues only have one each, as emoji tend to do. So he's trying to be like everyone else. James Corden is in it. Jennifer Coolidge, who is great in the Christopher oh, Guest absolutely. movies. I don't know if they're going to let her ad-lib on this. Patrick Stewart is bringing his majestic voice. Patrick and Maya Rudolph. So that may be one for... Maybe you got to go to the multiplex and the kids want to see the emoji movie while the parents run in to see the violence of Atomic Blonde. No, no, I'm going to have to sit through this thing. I know it. All right, well. And then who's voicing poop? Do we know? Wasn't Patrick Stewart doing the poop emoji? Yeah, that would be. Yeah, I I need to double check that, but I believe uh, it was a a casting coup. Yeah, casting coup. (laughs) A casting poo coup. Um, ah, ah. So so that's uh, July 28th. Oh, gosh. I'm going to have to see that multiple times. And then August 4th, because I think it got bumped off of the weekend before, uh, The Dark Tower. So, Are uh, you serious? This is Idris Elba, yes, is the gunslinger. And Matthew McConaughey is the man in black. They are doing the Stephen King fantasy saga here. Oh, I actually got tingles. I'm looking screen, forward yes. to this movie. So so that's August 4th. Uh, maybe this will be the surprise of August. Uh, yeah, maybe. It, uh, lives up to its... Casting, anyway. Idris Elba as the gunslinger is such perfect casting. Mm-hmm. Of course, there were some jackholes who got all, you know, like racist about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah. But perfect casting. Yeah. Gosh, really good casting. Yeah. And Matthew McConaughey, he's nuts. Yeah. He's, uh, he surprises me. Because you, know, you see him in stuff where he's just so generic. And yeah. then he'll do something like Dallas Buyers Club. Right. Like, I hated him in Contact. I just thought he was generic. Yeah. I guess it depends on what he's cast in and who's directing him. He's a big actor now like he always was yeah but he did these series of like really insipid romantic comedies yeah you know it's like you figured all right that guy's done yeah you know oh and now he's back dallas buyers club really brought him back into the uh, dazed and confused and you know he kind of got on this upward trend and then maybe we had a little dip and he was loaning his airstream trailer for a while and he's doing the lincoln commercials and i guess he's wolf of wall street though he was funny in that yeah so so i guess it you know he he's a man of of Many talents. Many talents. Yeah. So, and of course, there are other movies coming out this summer. We didn't mention all of them because this would be a 10-hour podcast. But those are some of the highlights for the geek world. And then once you get past summer, I believe the Kingsman sequel is coming out in September. Looking forward so, to that. all kinds of things happening. And we can December, of course, December, you know. Yeah, you might as well just block out the month, people. Yeah, The Last Jedi will be the uh, weekend of the 15th, I believe. So, And The Last Jedi is not Luke. Mm-hmm. You were holding firm to that. I'm holding firm to that. It's not Luke. It's Ray. All right. Well, 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 I guess we'll just find out. Yeah, we will. All right. But in the meantime, we should probably um, go. Yes. We've been rattling on for a while. Yes, we have. And uh, we got to thank the bros. Thank you, bros. Thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros. If you think it, they'll build it. Yes. And thank you, listeners, for uh, taking us with you uh, wherever you happen to be listening to us. Uh, nice. We appreciate thank it. You. Yes, and we, do. Uh, we hope we have been informative and not annoying. <laughs> yeah, well, we yeah. make no promises. Yeah, you know, we, we try. Yeah, we try. And so until next week when we are back with more. 
more, and maybe you know we can get a special guest in here next week. We're maybe. Trying. Um, maybe. I'm JD Beerstorfer, and I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. Now go mark your movie calendar. I'm on it. Emoji. Emoji. No, oh, God, I'm gonna have to watch that several times. Oh. The pain. Patrick Stewart. Yeah. <laughs>